Detective Furman is simply a rock up there on the witness stand. This guy could be the next John Wayne. Bailey can't rattle this witness. He can't show that Furman is a racist. He can't show that Furman planted the bloody glove. Don't got nothing for that one. With a woman named Jonah? Yes, Oh, sorry, I'm so absorbed in this book that I'm reading over here, Kendall. I'm reading it, you know, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. She has her book club, and I said I would love to join if we could read one of these novels based on the hit television series Murder, She Wrote. So we're reading Murder, She Wrote, A Fatal Feast. I picked it, I admit, I did not realize it was about Thanksgiving, and we're reading it now in the year. Oh, that... Well, that sounds way better than her last book, which was the history of... Uh, no, Doily's a History. Doily's a History. Well, they spent three months on that because it came in three volumes. Oh. But, yeah. This one is much better, and it's about Jessica Fletcher at Thanksgiving. She's hosting this big Thanksgiving meal. And in the book series, she kind of has a boyfriend. It was kind of not really. You had me at big Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> well, that's why I chose it because it says feast is in the title. Ooh, and then yeah. I realized it was Thanksgiving feast. Some people... That are not us feast only one day a year. <laughs> Others <laughs> do 365 or so. But yeah, Much oh. like the love that we give, 365 a year, we also feast 365 days a year. Right. It's mostly about love. But anyway, she, you know, she has this group of people over Thanksgiving, and then the, she goes up for her walk with her sort of boyfriend after dinner, and uh, oh... Murder most foul. She comes upon a dead body. One of her guests has been murdered with a murder weapon that is a special carving knife that was given to Seth Hazlitt, her friend, by someone who his life was saved. Is from a, a beautiful Japanese carving knife, and I'm only in the middle of it. I don't think Mrs. Potter Butter Butterchurn has finished it either. Uh, I'm gonna have to get with her. We're gonna have to go over the suspect list because I, I don't know who did it. Cliff, at some point, don't you think Jessica Fletcher just had really bad luck that she just kept stumbling upon all these dead bodies and homicides everywhere she went? Well, the religious way of looking at it, Kendall, would be to say. God has a reason for everything, and he put her there so these crimes would not go unsolved. Or right. put her on the murder path. If he wanted them to go unsolved, he would have put Robert Stack there when they happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, if you know anything about this murder, please call. Sorry, I'm very into this book, so you're going to have to make this show very entertaining to keep me from cracking it back open so Jessica can crack the case. <gasps> me make it entertaining? I thought you'd be entertained with what's going on. Oh, uh, well, the bodies. Tell the listeners, please paint a picture, and I promise I will not open the book and read while you paint the picture. <laughs> um, well, we are at the Busheltown Bodies exhibits, and it is just all these people of Busheltown. And you know, this exhibit, it travels around. It's traveled all over the world. It's come back to Busheltown. But it's where they got all the bodies on display that shows you all the nerves of the body and the the skin that's hanging and all, you know, it just kind of, it, 
its organs and things are plasticized so that you can get a real good look at them inside. It's like they, it's like a living MRI almost. A living MRI. I hope they can cut that quote and put it on their posters. For I was reading it from the wall over oh, there. Oh well, then done, <laughs> done and done. But done. no, now Kendall, would you ever? Donate your body the way all these Busheltown citizens did, and to have their organs spread around. Oh, cause they don't—they I would be rejected. They don't have room <laughs> for a body my size. Well, they, you know the exhibit's too small. They'd need another wing. They would. Well, I'm gonna just assume that they'll have another wing by the time I die. <laughs> <laughs> See, <that's>, oh, <laughs> with all those happening. If they could find a way to make the essence of that. It, they would just be on display there. They'd be like, that's the living essence of a Well, belch. see, they might want to put my unusual esophagus on display. I there would, you go. I would gla- honest, in all honesty, I would gladly donate my body to one of these things. I don't care how sleazy. I, the sleazier, the better, the traveling bodies exhibit. Uh, for my body, impose me in whatever the most embarrassing. I, I don't care. I think it would be a hoot. For me to, my, whatever, even if they're like, wow, look at this guy's spleen, we'll get a load of that. You know, whatever it was, I wouldn't even care. I think that would be fun. Well, Cliff, when you die, I'm selling you for parts. <laughs> Please do, get whatever you can. I'm going to I'm gonna sell you to multiple body shows, so I can like, you know, your spleen will go to one, your enlarged esophagus will go to the other. I think it's a plan, Kendo, you have my verbal consent and you can play this episode in its entirety in court when you you go oh, and and future self that's where you can cut it for the jury to listen <laughs> no to. play All the right, whole um, thing Cliff, and these are my final wishes <laughs> Cliff, that's not what we're talking about today oh what are we talking about we're doing our union mandated countdown show of songs about Body parts and songs with body parts in them. Songs about about and featuring body parts. I love it. Now, Kendall, what I think would be fun is we, you know, have to enact. Oh, oh we don't enact that. We cut those <laughs> for the That's future. what the whole show's always about. <laughs> what I think would be fun is if we make the rule you can only have one song per body part. So if you have a song about shoulders, say, and I cannot have another song about shoulders. There can only be one. It's a one-to-one ratio. I don't even know if that if that crossover Venn diagram you just created would even make enough songs that could, could fill a 10 countdown. Oh, there's thousands. The, the body, okay. Hold, please hold. How many body parts does a human have? Oh, my God. There are 78 organs, and that's just the organs alone, Kendall. And I'm talking about fingernails, eyelashes, which are non-organ parts of the body. So that means there are literally... Limitless possibilities. So we're gonna go. Well, with this. I would just like to go on record that somehow you have found a way to uh, take all the wind out of the sails of this countdown. <laughs> no, incorrect. 
The sails. He always finds the angle. <laughs> the sails are ballooning, and they are full of wind. And Cliff, you are Eugene Levy from the the car scene in the beginning of Vacation. You're like, oh look, we're the, the family truckster is really the countdown you want. <laughs> this is the countdown the listeners have been. You think you you hate it for. now? Wait till you do the countdown of it. No, this is going to be great. There's more than 10 body parts. Are you kidding me? No, I know there are more than 10 body parts, but, 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 we're going to... There's not a song about the gut. This is the, <laughs> God damn it, there must be. We're going to make this a countdown of love if it is the last thing that I do. Kendall, so we're going to begin. I actually have a space coin. Gonna I'm going to let on. you have uh, your wrist have the week off with the flipping. I will flip it over here. I've got one, and I'm going to let you call it in the air. It's, it is currently in the air spinning. Please call it. And oh, and it is heads. So you may begin. <laughs> you even it's rigged. It's rigged. It's not rigged. But 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 but. but, 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 but All right, we're gonna start with this song. Let me also cue it up, because you know how I like to build the tension. Please the remember the foreplay, Kendall. It's, I got it. I gotta have the foreplay. So this song, Cliff, um, and I meet, I feel even more confident about this song now that I have to be so careful with all the body parts, not re-mentioning them again. This song is about a body part that a lot of people overlook. They don't think a lot about it. Oh. Um, and I'm sure you're the same way. I mean, not until it hurts, that is, of course. But this song and this this song illustrates another way to use this body part. Oh. To create a rockin' good time, and that's <laughs> that's when you you just take your feet, Cliff, and you let them hang out loose. I'm talking about foot loose. Oh. This part especially. Oh well, I, I, I know you're enjoying the dance moves I'm doing too. <laughs> I've been practicing that part all morning. Oh God. Okay. Sorry, I'm out of breath. That's as, as far as I can go. But foot loose, Cliff. Foot uh, loose. Um, Don't so you love being foot loose? I do, and I love how about feet that song is. about feet and let them all hang loose. It's all that's what it's about. I, the song wouldn't exist without them because you're moving. You're moving on your feet. They've got to be dancing. loose. Yeah, they get, they do. Hey, as a dancer myself, it's it takes a lot of work. And you you do. You practice letting your feet be loose as you like do the jive and things. So it's it's true. You gotta get foot loose. 
I know it takes a lot of work. That's the first line of the song. I've been working so hard at keeping my feet loose. I rest my case. Your Honor. <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> Overruled. The defense rests. The defense rests. Well, Kendall, I, I would, if I could get up and do a dance for you for that one, I would. That there was only room about, for one of us to dance in the spoon. <laughs> and now I'm sort of backed into the corner with the way the table is turned and angled. But, Kendall, that was a song about feet. Footloose. And that means Footloose. number nine. Oh, now see, let the record show, uh, Your Honor, that there can be no more songs about feet in this episode. That's why I'm singing about oh, it. Oh, my. All right, Kendall. Now, this next one, number nine, not love potion number nine, but body part song number nine. It's so good. I mean, it could have tied for number one, like all the Muppet movies on the (laughs) countdown did, the way they all basically tied for number one. This one, Kendall, I love this one. This is a song. It, I don't know. I don't know how it takes me back to my youth because it didn't come out till I was an adult, but it does take me back to my youth. And even though I, I, I sort of identify with it less in a way as time goes by. I also identify with it even more in a way, Kendo. This is a song about a body part. <laughs> and it is from what remains my favorite Lady Gaga album, which is Born This Way. And it's a song simply titled Hair. Free as my hair, and what's we, you know, when you really get down to it, what's freer than a bald man's hair? Nothing. You're all the hair that you had is all free. It's free. Talk about freedom. That's when you look at this bald spot of mine. I hope that's what you think. Freedom. <laughs> well, that's one of many. <laughs> well, Kendall, I won't list the others. <laughs> Hair by Lady Gaga. I do. I love that one. And on Friday, rocks it. High school it's that album, I can't believe. Oh, it's what an iconic album by an iconic artist and their feet and hair 
or are we've taken the tops and the bottoms? <laughs> I, we gotta I fill just, in the rest. I just had to take the musical hair off the list, you know, Cliff. I was just <laughs> cutting it off the list, that's all. Just cut it off, cut every single long, beautiful hair. Nope. Not on this <laughs> countdown. Goodness dear, isn't this exhibit oh, quite interesting? <laughs> oh, it's very fascinating. Why, I simply can't believe they have that one person in their bowels on total display over there. Oh, 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 oh my. my I, know, I knew exactly bowels. what that was. I know, I, could, I saw them, and I don't know why, I, even before I read the little placard, Mr. Snodbottom, yeah. when I saw the bowels, I thought of you. And We're just then experts they were. in that one. Oh, my. Well, now, <laughs> yes, what is your favorite part, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn? Or do you want to talk about our book? Murder, she wrote, A Fatal oh, Face. Don't get me started on the book. Now, you're three chapters ahead of me, so you mustn't give anything away. Oh, have you even gotten to the murder yet? Oh, of course, dear. I've seen the murder, of course. But I don't want to get past where she's gone into the other room. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll have to figure out. It could be Victor, the new neighbor from down the street. He's a suspect. He is suspicious. Uh Uh-huh. And then there's the guy. I forget his name, but in my mind, he's played by Steve Buscemi. And he's like the land developer. He wants to be the mayor. He's a suspect, too, because he was fighting oh, the guy that Steve was murdered. Steve Buscemi is good casting, I will yes, agree. Yes, yes. I think that I'm against AI and all this regeneration stuff unless they could maybe start making movies out of these Murder, She Wrote books and use AI to make a you know a really realistic Jessica Fletcher. I would be very okay with oh, that. Yes, dear, that would be a wonderful addition to that story. Oh, oh dear. Do you think we should go get some popcorn for the children over there? Oh, oh, what do? What are we doing in here? Why did we pop in there? Oh, wow, my power. Oh, just to say hello, dear. Oh, good. Well, I, I, I did see the book sitting over there, and I wanted to see if Cliff had any insights. Uh, but we, uh, yes. we can chat more later, we'll ha- dear. We have to. Club. We have to. We have to. Yeah, well, Mr. Snobbottom, we could start our own book club. <laughs> what book would you read, Kendall? I don't know, Mr. Snobbottom, what book are you interested in that maybe I would be interested in? Well, you know, I've been pondering reading an autobiography of Ulysses S. Grant, boy. I believe he led a very exciting life back in the old days. Oh, dear, we must go before they sell out of the the, the, the reusable popcorn containers. Oh. They're special limited edition. Oh, yes, they've got pictures of body parts on them. Oh, yeah, I was distracted by that. With the, I don't want the souvenir cups. It's, <laughs> it's shaped in, in a body shape, and it has pictures of body parts like all Like livers over. and uh, organ, yeah, organ meat. I'm good. 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 Cliff, we're, yes. we're back to our countdown. We're back. Now, this one Guess who's back. is going to be, what, number eight? Eight. <gasps> this song is another... Body part coming up <laughs> that hasn't been listed yet. <gasps> this Ooh. this song is uh, an older song, <gasps> but it also it just it gives you the feels when you hear it. Oh, uh, don't it, please. it brings back. Can we veto the phrase "gives you the feels"? I'm done with it. Let's not. Let's let's. Well, but you use this body part to give you the oh. feels. So 
Well, no, not get your head out of the gutter. I, was, I wish my head out. were in the gutter. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but right now, Cliff, I'm on up in the torso region up here. And, Cliff, I'll just tell you, I my arms are wide open. And I just died in your arms tonight. Mmm. Mmm. See the misdirect I gave you there? Yes. 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 Hold on, I'm trying to get to the right part. Here we go. Uh, Cliff, it was something you said. <laughs> and I died in your arms tonight. Don't you remember that song? Did, did, did it give you the feels? <laughs> no! Don't say oh. that. I do like that song. It's, it <laughs> immediately transports me back to that wonderful decade of the 80s, whenever you hear that one. Uh, it does, yes. and I remember. I remember they played it in. I know they played it like at my prom at some point, <laughs> and it was probably in so many prom movies. Like you know, it just it gives you that feel of that decade. It gives you a feel of the decade, and it does. And I would gladly feel up that decade anytime. <laughs> Kendall, that's just how old we are. Is feel it up. <laughs> we would like to. Get in the back seat and feel up that decade. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, all right, Kendall. All right, so that brings us. What have we got? That was number eight. That was number eight. That was number eight. I like a show where we spend a lot of time just figuring out what number we're on. <laughs> well, we don't have anyone to keep tally. Number seven. He's over there looking at the bodies. He's looking at those bowels, wondering yeah. how they generate as much product as they do for himself. But it's anyway, worth study. <laughs> where is the New England Journal of Medicine when you need <laughs> it? Seven. 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 Yes. Seven. Seven's heaven. Well, Kendall, this one, <gasps> it kind of is, you know, when you think about like poetry, it's a very like a poem, this song. It is about a body part and it does harken back and give you a feeling up of a different decade. Not necessarily the 80s, more early 90s, I'm thinking. And But does it give you the feels? Ugh. <laughs> it gives me the vomits. How about that? <laughs> I'll this <accept> one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's one of those that when you hear it, you stop. And if you were to see it, you know, you would say, oh, my God, Kendall, look at her butt. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends who understands those rap guys. They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt, it's just so big. 
Artist so good they had to knight him. Sir Mix-a-Lot Kendall. I like Baby Got Bad. And, and he sure mixed a lot. He's so horny. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was the cherry on top of the Sunday. (laughs) What a great song! When you think of ass, you think of that. You know, we we all have been sprung by two round things in your face. We've all been there. But that does ask the question: Do you like big butts? (laughs) And cannot lie. I cannot lie. I cannot tell a lie, Kendall. I'm, did you see this nose growing? Nope. I like <laughs> big butts, but I cannot lie. And I like it proud. number seven, Sir Mix-a-Lot. What a lot of mixing from that young sir. Kendall, before <laughs> we go to number six, I think we may ought to just check in and see what the kids are saying. Oh, Cliff, I know the things that they aren't saying. They're not, they're not singing those old classics like Sir Mix-a-Lot. They are not that classical music like that. No, they're, they're, and evidently they're not using, or I guess they are using slap bracelets. Oh, <laughs> oh well, you know. What a roller coaster that was. Well, it was I'm still not over it, Kendall. I still haven't done all the processing that needs to be done, so I'm not even going to go there. But I am going to go here. This is something that the kids are saying these days, Kendall. Tell me what they're saying. They're saying, pissing out of a dozen holes. Ooh. Have you heard this? Pissing out of a dozen holes. painful. Well, that's when you are infected with syphilis and your penis is rotting. That's when you're pissing out of a dozen holes. Yeah, painful. So in a sentence, you might hear it like this. Well... Kendall, maybe if you'd used protection, you wouldn't be pissing out of a dozen holes right now. Oh, one is plenty. Cliff, have you heard of the old Herkle Durkle? Nurkle. Well, you should have heard about it because it's very much up your alley. It's a 200-year-old Scottish term meaning to lounge in bed long after it's time to get up. Happiness is Herkle Durkling. <laughs> oh, my. Doesn't that sound wonderful just to sit around and herkle-durkle? I don't really herkle-durkle that much. Not really, Kendall, if I was going to be honest. And this show's about honesty and body parts. I do sometimes on the weekends. Whole lot of herkle-durkling going on. Going on. Well, Kendall, God bless you and your herkle-durkling. Thank you. And (laughs) I say that knowing that you have a baby at home and your days of herkle-durkling are over. They're behind you, Kendall. Get thee behind me, Satan. Kendall, (laughs) the kids are saying this. The glue pot has come unstuck. Have you heard this? No. 
Well, that's when you smell of semen or of recent intercourse. Like you might hear it in a sentence. Somebody might say, my bruh has returned from the brothel. And let's just say his glue pot has come unstuck. Oh, it doesn't sound better even with a British accent. Why, <laughs> kids, why? Whykidswhy.com. I don't uh, know. Cliff, well, you know what a country Kleenex is? Your sleeve. No, Cliff, it's to gracefully hold one nostril closed with your index finger while blowing snot out of the other one onto the ground. So you don't even Ugh. have to have, you don't have to dirty anything. Ugh. That's a good old That's country horrifying. Kleenex. Gross. What country? I don't even want to know. All right, Kendall, have you heard this? A soggy biscuit. Oh, I hate when I got soggy biscuits. Oh, this one, I think this one sounds great. It's another great reason to visit Australia is for the game of soggy biscuit. That's where uh, schoolboys, well, Kendall, they all just pleasure themselves onto (laughs) a biscuit. And the last one to erupt gets to eat the soggy bicky. Oh, that sounds like an awful game. Why why on a biscuit? I don't know. They just got biscuits laying around, I guess. What else is there? They must be very absorbent. You might hear it in a sentence like this. Okay, guys, I'll play, but I sure hope I don't have to eat the soggy biscuit. Another another thing down under. Down under. Uh, Cliff, have you ever had a flat Pellegrino. A flat Pellegrino. That's just tap water. <laughs> it's it's just how you want to you want to raise it a little bit. You say it's flat Pellegrino. These kids they like to say things that are crazy. These kids are yuppie scum. Kendall, <laughs> I think it's yeah. all we are seeing. All right, do, do we have time for one more? What the kids are saying? I've got one more. I've got Down another the one too. Bottom of my purse. This is what the kids are saying. They're saying, feed the kippers. Have you heard this? Oh, is it like feed the birds? Oh, kind of. Feed the kippers. And what that means is when you uh, have to blorch over the side of a ship, and you might hear it in a sentence like this, after 99 Zimas on the boat, all he could do was... Feed the kippers. Oh, he bent over the side and blorched into the water. I He's a so great seasick. briny sea. I have fed so many of the ocean's creatures. Oh, that is awful to think about. I've swam in that ocean, Kendall. Well. It's disgusting. I gotta eat something. I uh, gotta eat something. Where's, finally, that? Where's my soggy biscuit? Finally, Cliff, plugged in. Are you plugged in? Plugged in. I like unplugged, like Alanis Morissette. Unplugged. Well, you MTV do. I, unplugged. Well, it's when someone has way too many tech devices on their person and is obvious, oblivious to reality. We just walk oh, around like on the phone. Oh, I'm not oblivious to reality. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm aware of it. <laughs> if you say so. All right, Kendall. That's. What the kids are saying, saying, saying. I wish they'd have kept their mouth <laughs> shut. Again, we don't know why they're saying these things, but they are. Don't know why. All right, Cliff, is it time for number six? <gasps> this next one, it also brings lots of feels. 
<laughs> it brings oh, lots of. You, it Kendall, brings, if you say that again, I'm walking out of the booth, and I will but, not be back. I mean, we've talked about this incredible movie on the show, and how many times we saw it, and this song goes Jurassic along. Jurassic Park six times no. in the theater. Titanic four times in the theater. Is it this? Did I guess it? Well, Cliff, in Titanic, <laughs> sorry. They did talk about, but I mean, if you don't want to foreplay, that's fine. <laughs> they did talk about the heart of the ocean, but they also talked about their heart inside and how it will just go on and on and on. <laughs> I did realize that I'm sure Susan's done it before. I just excited you too fast and <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to give it up. I'm sorry. And the ship sank. <laughs> And, and you tell me that song doesn't give you some sort of feels. Don't say that. Say it brings up emotions. <laughs> it brings up emotions. What a nerd. Give me the feels. <laughs> give me the feels, guys. And guys, do you, you have the feels when you hear this like I do. Oh, Cliff, now I'm having different feels. Uh, You should have different feels. To borrow a phrase from Garfield, if somebody says, gives me the feels, may they be drunk out into the street and shot. Kendall, it's time for a break. And I've got to go to the bathroom. I hope that there are no body parts in the bathroom other than just the regular ones. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. If there are intestines around the toilets, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I do have to go check that out. All right, I'm going to go check out the brain side. The brain. See if they have one that fits you, Kendall. And we'll be right back. Don't go jumping around the directory. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. Bunny O'Hare was not the normal type mother, except she thought her kids deserved the best, and she got it for them the only way she knew how. That bank robbed me of everything I own. Well, I'm going to rob them. Rob a bank? So, just like Bonnie and Clyde who killed people, Bunny and Bill robbed banks to provide the necessary improvements. Meet Bunny O'Hare, wanted for armed robbery, and her partner Bill Green. Together they parlayed a quick draw and a fast bike into instant bank returns. Remember, Bunny O'Hare knows best when it comes to providing for her kids. This is a stick-up. I've got a gun in my purse. How would you like to have your guts spilled all over this floor? I'm going to open you up like a can of tomato soup. See Betty Davis, Ernest Borgnine in Bunny O'Hare with Jack Cassidy and Joan Delaney. In color, rated GP. And now, welcome back to the show.
Yes, 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 Welcome back. Oh, Kendall. I've got a surprise. It's a surprise segment. That's right. It's our new segment. It's one of the top 10 new Cliff and Kendall segments of the decade. It's everybody's top 10 favorite. Who wrote me? Are you ready? So it's a day of surprises. So many surprises Surprises, really, Kendall. And this is the one. If I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet tomorrow, I wouldn't be any more surprised than I am right now. And I'm proud to be a part of that. All right, I'm going to read you a random paragraph from a book by a celebrity you have heard of, Kendall. Do you understand the concept? I do understand. It is random, so it could be a pair. It's from a memoir. It's not from a novel that they've written. It's from a memoir okay. or something true. It rules out the murder she wrote book. That's right. It's not Jessica Fletcher. It's not Joan Rivers' murder at the Academy Awards, which I also just read. This is a memoir, and it's a random paragraph. So it could be very obscure. It could be something that flat out tells you exactly who, what, where. Why and how? All right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one, make sure you can't see the cover over here. With so many of my SNL colleagues from the Groundlings on writing night, I'd hear them in their offices typing and laughing hysterically as they wrote up their characters. They were like machines, very trained. And I was so frustrated that I would go home and cry. I felt like I was in over my head. I just thought, oh shit, I didn't do the Groundlings, but I do have characters from my stage show that I know work. But how am I gonna get these characters on the air? I knew I had all this original material. Was that Tina Fey? Tina Nay. Uh, it was Molly Shannon, Molly Shannon from her book, Hello Molly. Yes, Hello Molly. The SNL thing threw me, and I had read the Tina Fey book, and I thought, oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe far away. Maybe not. <laughs> Kendall, the good Cliff. news is you have four <laughs> more <laughs> chances. All right. That's the good news. This is another one. This is a book by a celebrity you have heard of. I'm dipping into okay. it totally at random. And here we go. And away we go. And away we go. And away we go. All right. Left alone, I couldn't get over the evolution of underwear at Victoria's Secret. Everything was so friendly. Except for those few years in the early 1970s when I didn't wear one, I'd never thought of bras as anything but a necessity one had to address. Occasionally, I'd come across pictures of myself from the braless days. What the hell was I doing? So unattractive. And my poor little breasts. They must have been confused. 
At a party recently, I reminisced with my old friend Elliot Gould, who said, Oh, I remember you from the 70s. You had those low-slung tits. Several years ago, I was about to make a movie called Because I Said So, when the costume designer Shay Cunliffe wanted to know if I had any favorite bras she might borrow in case she needed to buy extras. I brought in several standbys from when I'd filmed The First Wives Club a decade earlier. Trying to hide her shock, Shay gently informed me that most women toss their bras after a year. Okay. First Wise Club, I'm having context clues. 70s. Um, Diane Keaton. Diane, Diane Keaton. Keaton! From her book, let's just say it wasn't pretty. You got it. I got Kenna. one. You got it. That's, Stop you, the presses. You've, you've gotten one before. I think that's a portent of how well you're going to do the rest of this round. That was actually just one paragraph from that book. Here's another one. All right. Totally random here. Kids don't lie to cover their tracks or their ass. They lie because they panic because they can't think what else to do. There's no strategy to it. It's an act of desperation. That was how it was with me. I lied for no good reason. I was desperate. I panicked. It wasn't the first time I lied to cover my own ass, but it was the first time I got caught and the last time I tried. If you're going to fuck up, then fuck up, but cop to it. Own it. Learn from it and move on. Take the fucking consequences. What's the shit that shit they teach you in physics? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. We'll accept it. Wait for it. If you set a thing in motion, you know it's going to come back to bite you at the other end. You just know. Don't come up with a chicken shit lie or talk your way out of it or hire a fancy-ass lawyer to keep justice at the door because in the end, you'll be found out and you'll just make it worse. I'm not into this notion that there's some higher power keeping score and that when your day of reckoning comes, he will find some way to even things up. That's bullshit. The only higher power you have to worry about is everyone else. It's you and me, honey. It's the rest of us. We'll catch on sooner or later. We're not as stupid as you think, and you're not as smart as you think. Cover your ass, and we will find you, and we will make you pay. If not now, then later, but soon. My mother taught me that. I've got several people in my head that I thought could be. I'm sure they're all wrong. Um, <laughs> B. Arthur. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but she was the B. Arthur of her time. Academy Award winner, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, it wasn't any of the people I thought, so... From her book, Book. <clears throat> you know, it does... It at least makes me feel better. Because sometimes when I say the wrong one and I think the other one, I'm like, oh, I really did think that was a possibility. <laughs> when it, like, comes up and I'm like, not a one of my choices were there, it just helps. It just helps. Well, good. It helps with the recovery process. That's what Dr. Blathers says. Good news for you and Dr. Blathers, and especially our listeners. You have two more chances. Here we go. Let's see, let's get this on the on the ground running. Got it. At sea all day, traveling north. The Simpson trial is back on CNN. It's great television. Opposing attorneys Marsha Clark and F. Lee Bailey are going at it. Detective Furman is simply a rock up there on the witness stand. This guy could be the next John Wayne. 
Bailey can't rattle this witness. He can't show that Furman is a racist. He can't show that Furman planted the bloody glove on OJ's property. All the defense strategy was outlined months ago in a New Yorker article by Jeffrey Tubin. Obviously, it was leaked. But why? All it did was prepare the prosecution. So far, the prosecution seems way ahead, but that really doesn't mean anything. Everybody expects OJ to walk away from this whole thing anyway. <laughs> that one does not help a lot. I admit. Who would have been talking about OJ Simpson? Uh, 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 Joan Rivers. <laughs> Kendall, that would have been a much more hilarious take on the OJ trial had that been Joan Rivers. <laughs> that was. He's only one man. Regis, Regis Philbin. Philbin. Wow, that, that would just. Yeah. I never got that one. From his 1995 book, I'm Only One Man. And so it was 1995. At that point, everybody was talking all about OJ in their memoirs. All right. There you go. It was such a big part of their lives. One more. One final chance. Here we go. Okay. All right. It was the subtly sexist view of the syndicate that I'd be thrilled with the new name, as if I'd be thrilled just to be on the show at all. My agent also shared that view, and in retrospect, I can see why he didn't want to rock the boat. You got a problem with the Regis Philbin show? He asked. Yes, I did, and when he went to Regis and told him I had a problem, Reg said, I don't blame her. Oh, Cliff, that was a tough one. That's a tough one. That is Kathy Lee... Gifford. The one and only Kathy Lee Gifford from her wonderful book. I can't believe I said that. Yes. There's just nobody. Well, I can believe that she said rage. And that's <laughs> the only person that says rage. So. Other than us. So, right, other than us. Our, our other close friend. All right, Kendall, what a great segment. I love hey, it. Two of them. I got two of them. Excellent. 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 Uh, Shall we continue on with our countdown, Cliff? Kendall. My wayward son, we will carry on with the countdown. Number five is about a body part that itself <gasps> contains some little, you know, little mini body parts in it. But it's a full one itself, and it's about a person's body parts that are used for all these different ways and all these different things. And it's sung, I'm sure it's a cover of somebody's song, but the one I know is by the great Barbara Streisand. It's called Grandma's Hands. Oh, Grandma's Hands. Kendall, that reminds me 
of your mother issuing warnings. Don't you run so fast. You might step on a piece of glass. There might be snakes there in that grass. Among many warnings. Yes, grandmas. I'm talking, I'm talking about grandmas. Hands. Grandma's hands. Number five. Beautiful, Cliff. Beautiful. Beautiful, Clark. Beautiful. As the lights are twinkling. All right, Cliff. Number four. Oh, j'adore. Number four. There are a lot of songs that include this body part. <gasps> number four. I do, I do love how much we talk about what number we're at. But number four, Cliff. It's listeners, you know, a lot of them are taking notes, copious notes, in their diaries, in their journals, on their blogs, maybe for their vlogs. And we want them to be accurate. That means a lot that you're doing those, that, listeners. Um, so we're moving on up the body, Cliff, up to the top part. The very, you know, up to the. Ooh, I love the, the top, top part. Yeah. yeah. I know you do. Cliff, we're up to uh, the head and the shoulder region. Mm. And no, I'm not the talking head about head, shoulders. shoulders, knees, and toes. Oh, I thought maybe the jingle from a head and shoulders shampoo commercial. I, I, that was on the short list. But no, Cliff, I'm talking about the song that mentions putting your head on my shoulder. Put your head on my shoulder Hold me in your arms, baby Squeeze me all so tight Show me that you love me too Put your head on my shoulder Anytime, anywhere, Kendall. You know I'm always ready to do that. I love that song. Don't you hate it for the teens and the kids out there who don't grow up hearing these important oldies like that? Well, no, they've got other songs like um, let's see what they got. What uh, what what songs are are their are their songs like? Put your head on my shoulder. Uh, hold on, I've got it right here. It is. This one. I mean, her butt—it's just so big. Her butt is so big. Clint, that is not today's generation. That is our generation. We're old. No, I'm saying to this day's generation, this this would be like that to them. The oh, to them, I see. Kind of like when you told me that Back to the Future would be going back to the '90s. Now they would be going back to 1993. Can you imagine that? Does that blow like Jurassic your mind? Park would be coming out? That would be what was on mm. the movie theater marquee. Yes, insane, crazy, crazy. Total, total insanity. Oh, anyway, Cliff, is it time to hear something weird? It is weird. Way time, Kendall. That's a cool way of saying it. Yes, it is well, time. Oh, by the way, Mister Snodbottom had a bowel attack by the uh, bowels. You know. And they've decided to keep it up for the whole run of the show here as part of the exhibit. Well, it helps with the realism of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get them in here and let's hear other things that are weird. Get them in here. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Come on in. We got, you want to hear something weird? 
Oh, oh, dear, I, don't, I don't know, dear Wynn. This is Not weird here. enough as it is. The bowels exhibit. Pardon me. Not the bowel exhibits. The bodies exhibit, boys. Not the time or the place to hear anything weird. It's looking no. more like a bowel exhibit these days. Oh, so y'all just settle in. We just got a few weird things we have to get off our chest, you know. Settle in. It's con- <laughs> contractual. Okay. Well, if, we, if we have to. We do. We have to. Now, this I thought was crazy weird. All right. Weird. So it better be. So weird, in fact, uh, a giant snapping turtle, the Chonkosaurus, is becoming an online celeb after it was caught on camera lounging on some rocks in the Chicago River. And they even talked about it on the news. Check out this giant snapping turtle spotted on the Chicago River. It was lounging near Goose Island. The person who took this video estimates the turtle weighs more than 60 pounds. Is that a celebrity? <laughs> a celebrity. I think too many puns. You should be drug out in the street and shot, like Garfield would uh, say. I, Cliff, I'm just curious how a turtle has gained more success than we have. Well, it's not that often you see a turtle this fat. Now, you do see people as fat as us all the time. Ain't that America? And and it has such a snappy name, I must say. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, I I could see it on T-shirts everywhere, boys. (laughs) Uh, Well, you better hope you don't see this next thing on T-shirts everywhere. Uh Because it is weird. Oh, well, I, now, one more thing, Candela, about Chonkosaurus. Sorry. Yeah. Biologists have said Chonkosaurus appears to be around our age. Candela, about 40 to 50 years old. See, that that it draws the knife even deeper. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of Mrs. Butter Turn and I of the murder. Oh, in dear, a please. Feast. I, I've been reading along with them <laughs> while, I was, while I was taking a moment away from the exhibit just to oh, get caught no. up. Oh, oh, all right. All right, you go okay, on, go well, on, back Kendall, to this on. weird stuff, because this one is a weird one. Um, just now, this might be something we would love, Cliff. Just out in the middle of a, a New Jersey town, just out of nowhere, there have been hundreds of pounds of pasta dumped by a New Jersey stream. Now, why can't just that this, happen to me? Why can't right? I just I open know. the door and there's a hundred pounds of pasta? If we came across a big dump of, of, of pasta, we'd be like, Look, this pasta is going to last us for a long time. It's 500 pounds of pasta. Don't say dump, boy. Oh, it upsets oh, well, it my was a, bowels. Oh, oh but it was apparently raw when it was dumped, and subsequent heavy rain softened the food and made the mounds look like they'd been cooked. So it just looked like pounds of just spaghetti sitting all over the place. Just bring the pasta sauce and a, and a fork. I bet that the animals just had a feast. Hopefully it wasn't a fatal feast like this murder she wrote. The carbs. The carbs. Won't somebody please think of the carbs. Well, Kendall, I've got one that's even weirder than that. Kendall. Well, we'll see about that. Commuters on a Colorado highway are raising a stink after a sewer truck spill left their vehicles covered in fecal matter. Kendall, the Colorado State Patrol confirmed the sewer truck spilled waste into the eastbound lanes of I-76 near the Highway 2224 interchange. You know, this one day. You gotta say it that way. (laughs) Nico Blankenship 
was behind the truck when, according to him, some kind of dung started to spray from the top of the trailer. Blankenship said his car still smells of waste after several cleanings. You're going to have to sauce it like Elaine had to tomato sauce her hair in that one episode where she got B.O. in it from the car in Seinfeld. You got to sauce or the car. Just- Write us at Cliff and Kendall, because I know the secrets. I've cleaned out enough bowel waste from lots of fabric, so I can get it I can get it out. Well, he says he's not really sure what to do next. He just hopes that it goes away. And he's just thankful though. He's still thankful. It's not it even Thanksgiving like it is in that book, the Murder Shrub book. It's Thanksgiving. But he says he's thankful that the windows and sunroof we're closed, and this, uh, you know, it's just a big thing, and everybody says unanimously, how weird. It was weird, Cliff, but that just reminds me of when we were janitors back at uh, Watkins, and we, no. and we would just spray the crusty poop on the toilet seat, oh, you know, oh, oh, to see oh, if it would go oh, away, and oh. it just wouldn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> My goodness, dear. I don't know why you always bring that story up. No, it eventually did go away. That's how we got the crusty to go away. That If you spray something long enough, it'll always go if away. If you spray That's it the lesson. <laughs> with harsh, harsh acids and chemicals, yeah. it will... Go away. And if all the listeners leave this episode with one thing, I want it to be that. Well, I don't know. It might be this, this next weird thing. So in Philadelphia, the wheels are in motion for the next Philly Naked Bike Ride coming Uh up in August. Organizers of the annual jaunt to promote fuel conservation and positive body image, uh, both things that I'm not good at said Wednesday they're holding it August 26th so you know if you want to get in shape or, or don't and get down there and get on, side, on top of your bike uh oh I just you know more so than me caring about like being nude in front of people or ride like or anything is the the logistics of riding a bike nude there's just so many things could get hurt so easily that way just seems like a big safety hazard it's uh, well the, the whole thing's the safety our Flapping body parts getting caught in the bike machinery. Yeah. But, you know, that's... The recipe for disaster. I guess that's what they mean when they say Philadelphia freedom. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I could do such a thing. Oh, it would just be... No. At our age, dear, you don't want to see anything like that. I think it would not be proper etiquette, dear. Not at our no, age. absolutely not. Oh, absolutely my. not. At any age, dear, please. Oh, oh, all right. Let's go outside. I want to see some of those legs and toes that they've pulled over there for everyone to closely inspect. I'd like to get a good shot of them with my camera, dear. Yeah, it's weird they separated the... The legs and toes. You'd think they'd have kept them together. It is. It's kind of ghost to be just wheel out that big cart with all those parts on there. But I guess. Just toes everywhere. You know. <laughs> everywhere. I hope nobody vacuums them up by mistake. <laughs> but you know. Reminds it, me of Hocus Pocus. If I was dead and, you know, they, I would think that was so funny. If somebody vacuumed up one of my toes, I would think that was great. Allow it. Yeah. Allowed. I'll Ron. allow it. All right, Cliff, we got to move on up the list. We simply must. We, we simply, simply must. Simply must move on to number three. Number three, Kendall. OMG. Number three, is that me? Kendall, this is Certainly. a song. <laughs> this is a song about 
a body part. Obviously. <laughs> and it's about a person who's got that body part, and they contain within them this certain knowledge about the usage of those body parts that they've got. Most of us have two of these, actually, Kendall. And it's sung by some people who are pretty well known for some awfully big body parts of their own. And, of course, listeners are screaming what it is, but it's this... Kendall, I hope you're ready to rock. I'm rocking. I'm rocking over here. You know, these great body part songs, they have great long intros. <laughs> How to Use Them, Baby by ZZ Top, known for their big long Beards, they've got beards, and they know how to grow them. I thought you were saying they're big, long intros. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably they were inspired by the length of their beards to make such an extra long intro. You know, Cliff, I just loved that ZZ Top was in Back to the Future 3, and they were just like, we needed a band in, during this uh, this number in the 1800s, and they were like, ZZ Top. They already look like they're in the 1800s. <laughs> put them in the scene, and people loved it. Now, see, I wish that somewhere they would be making a movie of, you know, in an empowering way of people, you know, at like a weight loss camp. And they're like, we got it. Let's just get Cliff and Kendall. They're large and in charge. Cliff, the wide angle lens technology <laughs> doesn't exist yet to get us both in frame at the same time. Well, when it does, it's going to be very empowering. We're going to be everywhere. We're going to own it. (laughs) Everywhere. Yes. All right, legs, Kendall. She got legs. And she knows. Moving on up to number two. Oh, who? Number two. Number two. Now, because this song uh, is uh, near and dear to my heart because... You know, I wrote this screenplay back in film school, and I thought I was going to produce it, and I was going to get Martin Landau or somebody to come be in it. You, you know. still could, Kendall. You're not dead yet. Well, unfortunately, he is. But, oh. um, <laughs> but you know, technology's great. Someday he could star in it, and I could still make it. But it's uh, it was all about uh, these seniors that we're going to have a senior prom. It was I got the idea from hospital prom, honestly. <laughs> and I was like... No, I didn't. I wrote. I wrote hospital. I, I wrote senior prom before hospital prom came out. I probably inspired the hospital prom. It was like, oh, if he's gonna write a script about seniors, I'm going to the hospital. Why didn't I make a movie about a prom? I don't know. No. It, what? I, which? What? What would your egg? The egg prom? What would yours have been? <laughs> it would have been like an. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? What would it have been? Some sort of 
like alien prom or the something. alien prom yeah, yeah. oh see yeah. and then that would have inspired your aliens have landed so see, it we really missed out connected. we missed out anyway this song i was kind of one of the things that actually inspired the senior prom cuz i just pictured these these old people that you feel real sorry for dancing you know at their senior prom cuz they never had a prom when they were in school oh it breaks your heart and you were like oh well they, and now they put together a senior prom for them in this. While they're having this, the senior prom, all of a sudden. I'm in heaven. And the cares that hung around me through the week seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak. When we're out together dancing, cheek to cheek. Uh, but I never heard back from Martin Landau's people, Cliff, so we don't have senior prom. You know, I think it should could have used more raunchy subplots. Because, you know, for like a prom movie, you want people, you know, you want to give them some raunch. And I think it would be good if well, one of the old ladies, maybe at the senior center, was, you know, a former nun. And maybe she was like, I've got to lose my virginity on prom night. And she's, you know, in her 80s. You know, wouldn't that be fun? Well, Cliff, that, that was in my prude years, so you know, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go that far. I had to keep it real classy. I wouldn't go that far. And you see where classy gets you? Nowhere. Well, Kendall, speaking of class, that brings us to numero uno, number one, number one, and number one, Kendall. It's been a long, hard road, but finally, we're here. The best body part song about one of, you know, the top ten body parts. This is a song by an up and... Oh, Oh, sorry. Speaking of up and coming, oh, I wish that was not... I wish that was down and going instead of up and coming. (laughs) But call the arms. They call each other. (laughs) By an up-and-coming artist with a what a gift of perfect pitch. That's right. It's by me, and it is my new single, Kendall. It's I call it the D song, and you'll never guess what it's about. I have my thoughts. I do love dick. Ooh. I do love dick, dick. Oh, yes. What? Oh, finally. You know, it's like you'd say about uh, George Lucas. Technology has caught up to where we can now have this song about the penis. It's the D song. Your penis. I mean, it's my <laughs> Why new do we have single. to wait for technology to update? I don't know, Kendall. Don't you hate when it updates and it sends you a message update now and then you forget and it says, well, it couldn't update last night because it wasn't plugged in. And then it's like it's a whole thing. What an annoyance. And by the time you do remember, then you're, it's like time for the next one to come out. And so you just constantly have an update reminder. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. All I'm going to do is sit and listen to some songs about body parts, starting with this wonderful new song of mine. And uh, that's all I've got. Kendall, do you have more? 
or less. Oh, I, I have so much to say, but we'll wait till next week because we'll have more to talk about. Next week, right, I'm going to listen to this song. Once it's over, I'm going to go out and look at some of these bodies there and they're posed in such bizarre ways. Somewhere. I know. What, I see what section you're on. No, Kendall, you're letting this song go to your head. All right. The eyes. The eyes. Uh, All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Have it. Sure.